Welcome to A2D Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast, and we are at Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us, and they help uh, all of you guys, like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process, see them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Uh, we've also got uh, the uh, Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across mid-states in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. They are online at krebskubota.com. Dot com. So, Jack, this has been a months-long thing with Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. So we're going to dive into all of that. We'll, we'll look at some of the rumors that are flying wild around the NFL circles with Mike Vrabel's future, what Mike Vrabel wants to do. Does he want out? Does he want here? Do the Patriots want to trade it? Where is all this coming from? Whose fault is it that this is all happening? There's a lot of layers to this. But, Jack, before we get going, We need to send out a happy birthday wish. Happy 30th birthday to four-time Pro Bowl running back, future Hall of Fame running back, Tennessee Titans living legend, Derrick Henry. Happy 30th birthday to Derrick Henry, fresh off of a Pro Bowl name last night. So good morning and happy birthday to the King. Uh, And so we're not going to talk about the potential of Derrick Henry's last game today. That'll be something Sam and I tackle tomorrow after Derrick Henry talks to the media today. It's a bad birthday gift talking to the media. But, Jack, I wanted to give you an opportunity to wish the King a happy birthday because of the Tighten Up podcast and the Titans fandom that you have. I know uh, this could be an emotional Sunday for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Derrick Henry, I want to wish you a happy birthday. Also, I love you. Don't leave us. Um, <laughs> so that's all I really have to say to Derrick Henry. Happy birthday, King. All right, and we'll see uh, if Derrick Henry can help the Titans uh, keep it interesting on Sunday and the Titans can send the King out the right way uh, on Sunday. And again, I said this PSA a month or so ago um, that I believe Titans fans need to continue to show up for Derrick Henry. And you need to operate, you as the general you, you need to operate like this is the last dance for Derrick Henry and the Titans and show up, be loud, be proud, be excited, uh, because, you know, you missed that opportunity with Eddie George. You didn't realize it was going to happen. You know, the old saying is, how do you know you're living in the good old days before the good old days are gone? Uh, So I think, uh, you know, living in the good old days right now with Derrick Henry. So respect it, treat it with care, and have fun with Derrick Henry on Sunday. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, Jack, in our pregame show uh, from uh, Acme uh, downtown and presented yeah. by our friends at X golf on Sunday mornings to get ready for that. But Jack, let's discuss more about all of these rumors surrounding head coach, Mike Rabel and what the situation is really this. I, I don't know when and where it started, but it started up in Boston uh, back in October or so when the Titans season was starting to go down the toilet. And so was the Patriots and Mac Jones is bad as a quarterback and Bill Belichick, 71 years old. Do you want to draft a quarterback with a 72 year old head coach to try to rebuild this thing? And so Patriots fans look at Mike Vrabel, a former coach of the year, and they're intrigued by him. There's floats out there about the Patriots wanting to trade for Vrabel. All of this, uh, I Buck tried to do his best to squash this on AtoZSports.com, saying Amy Adam Strunk wants nothing to do with getting rid of Mike Vrabel. And then continued, there's a lot of comments uh, from NFL talking heads um, about Mike Vrabel and Rain Carthon not having a good relationship, that there was tension with that relationship between the new GM of the Titans and the head coach of the Titans who's been here and all the collaboration that was said Uh, So, Jack, it continued this week. Mike Lombardi, who continuously gets things inaccurately on the internet, (laughs) said that Mike Vrabel has an expiring contract on a podcast. He doesn't. There are at least two more years left. Lombardi had to backtrack and said he misspoke when he was just flat out incorrect. 
And then you've got Chad Forbes, who's an NFL draft guy, saying the fact is Mike Vrabel wants out. There's a lot of this speculation and hype, uh, hype, um, some some hypothetical conversation being had with Dan Graziano and Jeremy Fowler on ESPN, Jack. So before we hear from the head coach, how have you been reacting and taking in all of these rumors flying around NFL circles? Yeah, I mean, this time of the year, there's always going to be those rumors, right? I mean, this yeah. this happens to coaches that haven't had a great season, and Black Monday is just a few days away, so we're going to see which jobs open. But, you know, after what Amy said earlier in the season, not really earlier, just, you know, about a month or two ago, um, I, I believe her more than anyone else. And, you know, I, I we'll get to why I don't believe that Mike Vrabel is actively looking for a way out here in a little bit. Um, I've got a tease for that, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's, it's hard for me to believe anything like Jason Lock and Fora uh, and yeah. Lombardi are, you know, sw- swing and miss guys. They, they, they swing for the fences often come up empty. Um, that's, that's the dynamic duo for bad reporting right there. So I, I take everything that they say with a literal grain of salt, you know, it, it the Chad Forbes stuff, all of it, you know, there's a bunch of reports that are kind of hypothetical out there. There's really nothing that's been said where, Oh, Mike Vrabel's actually, here's a report. Mike Vrabel's actually looking for a way out of Tennessee and will do anything he can to, you know, go to New England or uh, the Chargers or the Saints or Washington, some of these openings that are available. So I don't really, I don't really buy it right now. And, you know, I I think that a lot of times there's some time the fan base is kind of split on whether or not they want Vrabel to say there's some, there's some people in the chat that want to get rid of him. Um, There's some people in the chat that think the other side is crazy for wanting to get rid of Vrabel after just one bad season. So, uh, you know, I, I, I personally don't buy into it right now, but that can change with new reports and, you know, new, new developments in this thing, but I just don't see it happening, Austin. Yeah. And so a, a couple comments that Titans and truth, uh, our guy, Chris says, uh, miss Amy didn't publicly say it. Did she Diana Rossini said she heard from high officials and Diana Rossini's got good plugged in, uh, contacts within the Titans organization. One of them, I I feel very strongly, is Mike Vrabel that Diana Rossini talks to. Uh, we do know and have a good feeling that Rand Carthon has a great relationship with Ian Rappaport and the NFL Network reporters. And so, who is not who is not saying anything about this? NFL Network is not right. Like that is something that hasn't happened. Jeremy Fowler, Dan Graziano are doing this in a mailbag roundtable type article that they do every week. Then you're seeing the independent outlets, uh, Chad Forbes, Mike Lombardi. Uh, Jason Lock and four, who I believe is still with CBS and, you know, not, I'm not trying to dump on independent outlets. I, I, I we are one and we want independent outlets to thrive, but we don't know where their sources are coming from. Like we do some of the other ones. And uh, Diane is now with the athletic. And so uh, she did that uh, a few weeks ago uh, in her post with the athletic from Diana Rossini, but Buck rising wrote this morning and published uh, less than an hour ago on our website, it is esports.com. And I, uh, I posted that link in the chat for you guys to check out while you watch here. And Buck puts this very simply that the reason why these rumors are not going away is because of how the Titans set up this structure. The Titans weird setup is allowing these Vrabel rumors to stay alive because there is no true uh, understanding of what the power dynamic or the uh, order of final say is in this collaborative effort between GM and head coach, it is a rare setup across the NFL. And so I think a lot of people don't really, a lot of people in NFL media don't really know how to understand it. In my opinion, Mike Vrabel has a higher say than Rand Carthon. And that's based on what Rand Carthon said. I'm going to read a quote from Rand Carthon in January at his press conference. I don't think final say matters. All that comes down into a matter of ego Mike and I, we're here to win together and we're going to bring the people here we see fit. We're not going to see it the same way every time, but he and I will have the mutual respect to be able to work through that and we'll bring in the right people. That sounds great as Buck writes, but you know, it's it's hard. Like in any organization where there's a lot of power and stress and pressure, people are going to see things differently across the board, but how do you work through those situations is obviously key. Yeah, and, and the power dynamic is weird because it feels kind of murky right now. And, 
you know, whether you want Vrabel to have total control, go full Bill O'Brien, I don't think that works at the NFL level. You know, I mean, Bill, Bill Belichick made it work in New England, but we see that all good things come to an end here in the last few years. They haven't won a playoff game since 2018. So, I, I you know, it, I, I don't really believe that there is a power struggle. Like Vrabel has said this before, you know, during the season, you're going to hear from me. I'm going to be the front man. You know, in the offseason, that's Rand. Rand's going to step up to the podium. He's going to answer a lot of the tough questions. He's going to tell you about the direction of the team and what they can do to get better roster-wise, personnel-wise this offseason. So I think just because Rand's kind of been in the dark, which is the way Vrabel wants it during the season, then people start to jump to conclusions and start to speculate, oh, I don't know, Mike Vrabel seems kind of like he wants to, you know, you know, have all the power in Tennessee, where mm-hmm. I don't believe that's true. And I, I think that's a distraction if Mike Vrabel is to bring it up and even discuss it during the season. So that's why I think that there's there's some confusion, there's some speculation out there, is because it it isn't a perfectly clear picture right now on who's in charge of what. It feels like a collaborative effort, which is what they said it would be from the start. Yeah, and so and I think the reason why collaboration was such an important word for the Titans organization this offseason is because of what it wasn't when John Robinson started to go bad. Right. Like John Robinson, I think still cares a lot about the Tennessee Titans organization, but I think when the pressure got hardest on J Rob, once he kind of created his own higher expectations, he started to control more and not lean on the foot, the people that he hired and was not collaborative, was not collaborative with Rabel or his scouting department and made decisions himself. And that ended up burning him, which probably made Amy's decision to fire him mid season a lot easier because of the lack of collaborative effort, which maybe they tried to overcompensate for uh, when discussing things uh, this offseason. But I'm going to read, Jack, uh, uh, the tweet from Chad Forbes that really was like, what? Chad Forbes, who I've seen for years as an NFL draft guy, and I respect his NFL draft stuff, but I've not necessarily known him uh, as a newsbreaker or source guy outside of the NFL draft. But Chad Forbes tweeted this a couple days ago. Fact is, Mike Vrabel has proven himself enough in the league to dictate the organizational structure. He'd get complete Sean Payton-like control from multiple organizations if available. Contract status is a bit cloudy, but a power play is underway. Mike wants out of Tennessee. That is a hell of a tweet from Chad Forbes. Mike wants out of Tennessee. A power play is underway. I don't know that to be a fact. But Mike Vrabel was asked about this, and shout out Terry McCormick for asking a fantastic question uh, yesterday at this press conference. So let's hear from Mike Vrabel addressing these rumors. Mike, there's been a lot of, I guess, stuff on social media, reports from outside that say, you know, talk about your relationship with Rand, your, uh, you know, perceived unhappiness or whatever here. Do you have to address those types of things with the players? Because most guys, most players are on social media and whatnot today. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I don't because, again, if we believed everything that was on social media, you know, we it'd be Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and there's no Tooth Fairy and all that. So um, I, I, I really um, have never responded to any of those, and we're not going to start now. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know where we're at as a, as an organization. I'm excited to um, to to build this thing and to fix this thing and and and, and get it uh, to where we want it to be to to win championships with with Rand and Chad and A Rob and a coaching staff and and everybody. I mean that's that's what our goal is. So, um, but but no, the the social media and and where that is and I I, I can't focus on that. So you can't focus on that. Look, we'll get to the Santa Claus comment later in the show. I've got something prepared for Coach Vrabel uh, about that. But uh, so, he, you know, he doesn't believe it. So, Jack, before uh, we kind of dive in and explain more and talk more through this, uh, here was the follow-up question and answer from Vrabel about do you want to be here uh, where people are saying Mike wants out? So you want to be here Last next year? Of course I want to be here. Be here as long as we can win and long as we can, you know, do this thing and it's uh it's been great but it also has been you know just just frustrating this year nobody nobody wants to be where we're at um you know you feel you know for the players 
you know, haven't been in that situation. Those guys are out there selling out, and uh, yeah, you feel for them when you look out there on the field. And we're not, you know, we're not winning, or it's it's pretty obvious. But you know, the one thing that you know allows me to to, to at least sleep at night is. You, you know, when when the games, you know, we had a, we had a clunker in Jacksonville and in Houston, and we're out there, you know, fighting, not not letting them run run through us, you know, for 40, 50 yards and and all that. And I know that there again, there's there's no moral victories, and that's not a moral victory, but it's just it's a lot of times in those situations, uh, you can just pack it up and pack it in, and you know, so that's uh, you know, that was last week. You know, this week we have to be in a different situation. You know, talked about the ability to to put ourselves in that competitive situation. You know, where the game has some flow to it, and um, you know, you make a play, you get a turnover, right? You, you pin them down, and and you start playing complementary. So talk to the team again, you know, about that and about eliminating, you know, some of the mistakes, um, you know, that are just you know, that come at critical times and that. Make it make it tough to overcome. Rabel addressing the rumors of him not wanting to be here and wanting to get his way out. Uh, and then uh, him saying, of course, he wants to be here and going through all of the reasons why. Uh, so, Jack, there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, so let's go ahead and ask our question, because normally we do a lot of confidence level conversations here on the show, but we're going to do a belief level. We're not talking about Santa Claus yet. What is your belief level that Mike Grable wants to be with the Titans after this season? And let's put it on a one through 10 scale. What is your belief level that Mike Grable wants to be with the Titans after this season on a one through 10 scale with 10 being like, I mean, he said, of course I want to be here. I guess that's probably a 10, uh, but we'll get to all of your answers here shortly. But first the bone and joint Institute is where you should turn for all of your injury situations and injuries are a part of life just like they are in football and you need someone you can trust and rely on uh, to get you back to health whether it's a, a serious injury that might need surgery and rehab or something that just needs a little home help uh, like I had with my plantar fasciitis a couple a year or so ago uh, with my foot Dr. Jeff Watson at the Bone and Joint Institute was able to help me through figure out how can I have some home remedies to help this plantar fasciitis pain and it works I was able to go get some things and do some stuff at home where I don't have to worry about that during workouts and everything else uh, with my foot pain. They can do that for you. They've got all these specialists and experts there under one roof with all the resources in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute. So check them out. Whatever that pain is, whatever that injury is, not just maybe for you, but maybe your son or daughter gets hurt playing youth sports as well, boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM.com is the perfect place to go before the NFL playoffs get underway. The college football championship is also coming up, and I know you guys want to get some skin in the game, so do it with BetMGM. BetMGM is offering a great deal with our bonus code A to Z Sports. You're going to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses after signing up with BetMGM, plugging in our bonus code ATOZ Sports. It's easy to navigate for new users, the parlay selection features, the live betting options. Everything about the BetMGM app is exactly what a sports better would want in their sportsbook. So go ahead and sign up with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, and don't forget to plug in our, our bonus code, ATOZ Sports, to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. All right, so uh, Jack, uh, I'm going to play the beginning of this again of Mike Vrabel. Of course I want to be here because we're asking everybody, what is your belief level that Mike Vrabel wants to be with the Titans after the season on a one through 10 basis? Here's Vrabel yesterday. Of course I want to be here. Be here as long as we can win and long as we can, you know, do this thing. And it's, uh, it's been great, but it also has been, you know, just, just frustrating this year. Nobody, nobody wants to be where we're at. So there's Vrabel. Of course, I want to be here. I want to be here as long as we can win. It's been frustrating. It's been great in the past, but frustrating with this season. So, Jack, I'll send you the comment section. On a scale of 1 to 10, what is everybody's belief level that Vrabel wants to remain the Titans head coach after this season? Dylan Cole on YouTube says he's at a 9.4. Hello, ladies, does him a little bit better. All the way at a 10. 
Ashley thinks that that thinks that it's an eight. Uh, Stephen King, another pro score from Stephen King, eight point eight six nine. John says eight. Titans Kyle's at an eight point six. Matt Stotler's at a ten. Jake and Darren both at nines. Scott Weaver's at a six. Zoe Almighty believes it. He's at a ten. So is Andrew. So is Linwood. So is Demario. Um, we've got Brandon Dozier a little iffy on it. He's at a six. Rudy Glover says eight. Big Lou says nine point seven eight. Richie Guzman's on the fence at a five. Daniel Perez says 10. Um, Nick Ewing still on the fence a little bit himself at a 5.5. Nate Bur- Nate's Burner says 10. Uh, Brandon says over 9,000. He believes in Vrabel. Uh, Eric Castillo says 10. Tighten up eight. Anthony's also at an eight. Um, a nine from Zach. A three from JR. That's the lowest score I've seen. Alex also Ooh. comes in at a three. Guy Man and Deborah follow it up, though, on Facebook with a couple of tens um austin there's one comment uh i want to get to because i don't know how many people in here think um okay. this and i'm gonna try and find it um but yeah here we go mr robinson jack you still have some butt left from mike vrabel chewing on it guys that was not me that was gentry asses <laughs> from the tennessean as as much as i wish that was me um that was actually gentry asses so if there's any confusion on y'all's end um, yeah was not me I, I, they don't let me in those things I think that was funny. Is like, come on, guys. Like, you guys are fans of the Titans. Like, I, I appreciate. I think that says a lot about what Jack is able to do with his tight up podcast and what he does with the A to Z that people, uh, that you are the first gentry that comes to everybody's mind uh, when they hear that around Titans land. But no, Gentry Estes is uh, a really, really good, incredible sports writer for the Tennessee. And Gentry does a great job and is a good dude, too. So, great. Uh, yeah, but not Jack Gentry uh, there. So, I also want to address something, too, because Charlie says, uh, just because Austin is scared the Titans are going to lose Mike doesn't mean it's true. Just know he could easily said, I love Tennessee, and I'm here to stay. Asking Amy would have been, uh, would have had me, but uh, he didn't. So, look, uh, Charlie says, I am scared to lose Vrabel. Uh, Charlie, and maybe you're newish to the show in A to Z, like Brandon said he was yesterday, and we talked through that too, but I have been on the forefront of this ever since Mike Vrabel was hired as a defensive-minded coach that Mike Vrabel will have a consistent issue with his Titans teams is that they will have a rotating door of offensive coordinators. And I, I literally said this in year one, everybody. And Jack, you might I think you're around for that. But uh, I, year one, they're either going to have a good offensive coordinator who's going to get poached uh, by other teams, or they're going to have a bad offensive coordinator who leaves them in limbo and gets fired, and they're not going to have anything in between. It's one or the other, and that's exactly what Mike Vrabel has had. And so, look, I I even said this back when the Patriots rumors started this season. I I actually did a show saying that this is the right time for the Titans to move on from Vrabel if somebody wants to give up a couple first round picks for your head coach, and it is the New England Patriots. Then yeah. You should consider that now because Will Levis can benefit more from a new offensive-minded head coach going into year two than it would be to maybe allow Vrabel to continue. Maybe it goes south, and then you're changing Levis's coach in year three right before you have to decide to pay him or not. So I think, honestly, I'm being honest. If the New England Patriots and Robert Kraft called Andy Adams Trunk and said, I seriously want to trade for Mike Vrabel, What's your price? I think Amy Adams Strunk should put the price together and strongly consider it based off what we've seen from Mike Vrabel and from Will Levis and to get Will Levis in somebody who's offensive-minded who will be with him for years two, three, four, and beyond. But look, that's not today's topic. So Jack, I'll ask you and let you go with it. What is your belief level that Mike Vrabel wants to still be here on a one through 10 scale. I'm at a nine. I, I believe Vrabel for the most part. Now I've been wrong before and will be wrong again. There's no doubt about it, but I don't think I'll be wrong about this. I do believe that Mike Vrabel still wants to be in Tennessee and it's been a rough year, but like you've heard him say, you know, he's lost sleep over losing and you saw him say losing sucks Gentry. And he said he wants to stick around for the build. He wants to be a part of the build. Um, and when he, when they asked him if he wanted to be here, he said, of course he wants to be, he kind of la- he scoffed at the question. Um, so all of those things make me believe that Vrabel wants to be here. Also looking at the outside factors and the, 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 the coaching jobs that will be open this cycle, you've got the saints who will probably be open. Uh, they're tied to Derek Carr. 
That's no fun. Vrabel doesn't want to do that. He's already Derek Carr is Ryan Tannehill with mascara. He does not want to go through that again. Uh, the Chargers, they're probably going to go offensive, right? They've got such a great offense, so many talented guys. Brandon Staley, defensive guy, didn't work out. So I expect them to hire an offensive mind over there. Then you've got Washington. You've got Biennemi on staff. And also, even if Washington wanted Rabel, there's a stench that comes with losing. The Commanders have been crop dusting the lead for two decades. They haven't won a playoff game since 2005. And then oh. you have the Panthers. No one wants to be a part of the Panthers right now. They haven't won a playoff game since their Super Bowl run in 2015. And their owners throwing drinks on people. That's the least stable job that is that, that is going to be open this offseason and probably in the NFL what? in general. Tepper's fired three coaches since he took over the team. Right, Frank Reich half of half of the season. Frank Reich's a good coach. Like we saw him in Indianapolis, um, and then the, the the Patriots is obviously the one everyone's going to highlight um, for for you know for good reason, right? He's in the Ring of Honor up there. He's buddy buddy with Kraft. He knows a bunch of those guys, and you know in that organization they've let Bill Belichick be the head coach and the GM. So if Vrabel does really want all of that power, New England's probably a place that's going to give it to him. Um, however, you know, Gerard Mayo, former Vol, has been tied to that job opening if it mm-hmm. does come open after the season, which, you know, still remains to be seen. I, I just, you know, when you talk about who's ready to win sooner out of the Saints, Chargers, Commanders, Panthers, Patriots, and Titans, it just feels like the Titans are set up for more success right now because they've got a quarterback, because they've got $75 million, because they, you know, they've got a GM who had a great uh, first draft class. So, you know, I just, I think that Vrabel's got a good life over here. And also, I don't know how many Game of Thrones fans we have in the chat today, but Amy Adams Strunk essentially drugged John Robinson down to the beach with her dragon and said Dracarys as Mike Vrabel watched from the side, right? <laughs> I mean, that sacrifice right there should tell you how committed the Titans are to Mike Vrabel. And for when the Titans were playing the worst stretch of football of the season, Amy Adams Strunk said, you know what? Mike Vrabel's going to be here for a long time. So go ahead and deal with it. So I, I just I don't know that Mike Vrabel would want to go anywhere else. Like New England sounds fun, and you've got ties there, but it's very rare that a former player goes back to coach, whether it's college or NFL. A former player goes back to coach the team he played for and has success. It doesn't happen a lot. It's awkward, mm-hmm. and then the firing process could really sour things. I don't know that he would be will- willing to risk screwing up his relationship with New England and the Patriots fans just to take a job that. I mean, really, there's no upside to it right now. You don't have a quarterback. The draft classes have been brutal. You know, you don't have the money that the Titans have. So for that reason, I totally believe Mike Vrabel when he says he wants to stick around, and that's why I'm at a nine. Yeah, so you're at a nine. And, yeah, I think there's not a lot of teams that have a worse situation than the Titans, but the Patriots are definitely one of them. Uh, And I I totally agree. And that was a point I was going to bring up, too, is that the nostalgia of the idea of – somebody from the glory days coming back to lead the team out of the darkness makes a lot of sense. Hell I've lived that situation when the Vols bring back T Martin as a, as a uh, position coach and think he should be the, the coordinator. And then, Hey, what about T is the head coach, right? Why not bring, bring back Al Wilson, the glory days that make him back, right? That's what the Patriots are looking at. They see they've been nothing without Tom Brady Bill Belichick is old. Is he losing it? Bring back Vrabel. He's a coach of the year in the past, and he can bring him back to winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl like he did as a player. All that stuff goes into it. So my belief in Vrabel wanting to be back with the Titans, I'm not as high as a nine. I'm still pretty high, though. I'm going to say 7.5 because it's not a it's not an eight. It's not two seven felt low. 7.5 feels the right temperature of porridge for Mike Rabel wanting to be back. Look, it's, it sucks being in his situation. We've played the F bomb drop from a couple days ago, yesterday on the show. He hates losing. He's been losing a lot in the last 12 plus months, right? Uh, I mean, they've only won five games in their last 23 that's atrocious and they're probably going to go 12 and 22 in back-to-back seasons after winning 12 games the year before. And so it's bad. And I heard Ramon Foster say this morning on 104.5, the only reason why we're talking about this 
is because the football is bad for the Titans. If the football wasn't bad for the Titans, this wouldn't be a conversation. We'd be talking about the, the football on Sunday and how the Titans can get in the playoffs by beating the Jags. But the football is bad, so all of this stuff festers. You get Vrabel, you know, dropping F-bombs one day and killing off Santa Claus the next day because things are as bad as they can be. Because you're losing, you're losing a lot, you're losing ugly to the Texans, you're 0-5 in the division, you might go 0-6 or 0-4 in the division for the first time in the organization's uh, 40-plus years uh, history. And so it's, it's a lot of really tough stuff right now. The injuries are stacking up on top of each other as well. So I wanted to get to a, a super chat here. Um, Andre says, I wouldn't be mad at a pick swap with the Patriots plus some. I'll believe he stays when the off season slash draft starts. We've been told things before. So on this, what is the potential timeline for Mike Vrabel leaving is going to be fairly quick. Like coaching carousel is the first yeah. couple weeks right after the season, like black Monday is rapidly approaching just a few days from now, the day after the Titans Jags game, it, the Patriots, I don't think you're going to fire bill Belichick and Jack, you ran through the coaching openings that are likely to be around in the NFL. And you brought up Washington. We've heard rumors that the Patriots might be trading Belichick to Washington. That could be something. And so there's dominoes that have to go to this and the Patriots making their decision based on other decisions around teams or the dominoes that have to fall first before the Vrabel is even a possibility. And then if that happens, how many other top candidates are scooped up, right? Is, is Johnson and um, is Ben Johnson in Detroit still hanging around by the time all these dominoes drop is Bobby Slowick still with the Texans after all these dominoes drop. So I think that's something to consider too. Yeah, no doubt. You have to move fast. And Austin, a point you brought up earlier is, you know, if somebody calls, what's the price? I, I think the Titans have proven over the last year, at least with Rand Carthon's comments, is that he's going to answer just about every phone call. So if somebody does call with an offer, the Titans are going to hear about it. And they, well, they're and, not calling know, Rand. Well, you, Amy, whoever, Amy, whoever it might be. Yeah. This but is not gonna, a Rand Carthon decision. This is an Amy they're, decision. They're going to listen to whatever that team has to say or has to offer. So, but I don't think that they're going to act on it. I, it, it's back to the Mario, you know, Will Levis, you don't want to set Will Levis up for a disaster like you did with Mariota by changing the coaching staff constantly. There was no continuity. And, you know, that, that resulted in a bunch of different things. Mariota being scared in the pocket, you know, maybe taking a little extra time, taking some hits just because he wasn't confident in what was in front of him because it's a new system every year. You don't want to do that to Will Levis. And you've already got turnover at offensive coordinator. Um, you know, over the last but three, you're four gonna years, continue. So. as long as Vrabel's a head coach, you're always going to have turnover at OC. You're always if your offense performs well, you're right. You're right. No, but I mean, even if it doesn't, like because there is no middle ground for an offensive coordinator in the NFL in today's world. You're either good enough to get a chance to be a head coach, or you're not. And then if you're not, then what are you doing here? Like you're gonna be average for how long? Because let's just hypothetically say Tim Kelly. Let's say Tim Kelly does not get fired after the season, which that's a topic for next week, potentially. Let's say he doesn't, and he comes back for next year. Let's see the Titans are improved, but they're still middle-of-the-road offense. Well, okay, you're going to not – he's not going to get a head coaching job, but he's going to be back for year three. Year three is you better show it or you're done because you're not going to yeah. stay average for multiple years without showing signs of progress – and so the middle, like three years is probably the longest an offensive coordinator can last under a defensive minded head coach. Yeah. I mean, that's the way the NFL works. You know, you get three years to prove it in college, you get four years, you get your guys in. If it doesn't work, then you got to get, re then there's going to be a reevaluation. And Nick Ewing says, Jack, so you just want to waste another year with uh, Tim Kelly as the OC. I, I don't think it's a waste. I, I mean, obviously the offense hasn't performed well this year. And obviously there's been some play calling frustration, uh, that you and I, Austin, talk about on the game day shows. I mean, we had not been happy with it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, you know, I don't – but I, I don't necessarily agree that it would be a waste to bring him back because of the offensive line and because of the, you know, just overall ineptness of some of these guys that Will Levis has to turn to in critical moments. Um, so, I, you know, with better talent, does that improve? We'll get to see that next year because there won't be that excuse of, well, you know, the offensive line was bad again. 
you've got money to fix it. You're going to have to fix it. You can bring in a wide receiver like T. Higgins or somebody um, through free agency with all that money. So he's not going to have that excuse next year. I don't think it's a waste. I think you just kind of got to, you know, trust the process at least for one more season and then make a decision about your future after that. For sure. All right. So uh, I want to get to another super chat uh, here from Andre, but uh, I did want to bring, since we're kind of talking about it. uh, Well, I'll go Andre's first. Uh, He says, if it means ditching his trash staff, strength condition team, smug arrogance, and bringing in an offensive minded approach, still say that he's the Vrabel is the Tannehill of head coaches. Ooh, man. I mean, that's a. That look, the, the Ryan Tannehill of head coaches, I'm going to have to chew on that for a little bit to see how much I like or dislike that because Ryan Tannehill was legitimately really damn good slash great for yeah. multiple years with Arthur Smith um, <clears throat> and before the injuries stacked up and he turned 34, 35 years old. But <clears throat> Mike Vrabel was really damn good as a coach for a while and then the last two years it hasn't been that way. And of course, like, Vrabel's question about his staff, the strength and conditioning team because of all the injuries. And he doesn't do himself any favors with his, uh, his smugness and arrogance at times, but that's who he is. And he's being authentic as much. And I, that's something that I've talked about too. Like he's not going to win anybody over by being a, a, a jerk or an ass to the media. He, I said that early in his tenure, but here he is six years in. Yeah, and at, at seven and three last year, I think a lot of Titans fans would have thrown Mike Vrabel into the top five of current NFL head coaches, and most of those other guys in that top five have Super Bowls to their name. Like it, it's it, it's been a bad stretch, but I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment um, here and and just say that Mike Vrabel is you know Ryan Tannehill, he's average to below average because he's better than that. I mean, he's proven it um, with you know the way his tenure's gone here. Obviously, it's kind of stunk the way it's it's kind of developed over the last year and a half, but I, I don't think that he's the Tannehill. I, and I think he could be better. I think there's things that Mike Vrabel still does that frustrates me, but at the same time, like the arrogance and the body language experts, when the Titans are winning, everyone's having fun on Twitter, like with the gifts, uh, mm-hmm. with, with, you know, the memes and it's all cute and fun when, when they're winning and Vrabel's looking that way and acting that way and being, you know, a little short with the media. But when they're losing, it's oh man, he's given up, and I've I've been a big I've I've said this too, uh, he's given up. He doesn't care. He's frustrated. Doesn't want to be here. Um, but I, I think that that's a little bit too prisoner of the moment for me. And you got kind of got to judge him by his body of his full body of work, not just the lowest of his lows and the highest of his highs. Right? There's there's a middle ground here that we have to take account for. Yeah, for sure. Account. James says that Andre's he's the Tannehill of head coaches as a spot on analogy. Only as good as the ones around you. And look, to an extent, everybody is right. Like Patrick Mahomes can throw dimes down the field, but if Marquez Valdez Scantling or Rasheed Rice or insert average receiver here, Kadarius Tony lines up off sides and they drop the football from Mahomes, that beautiful dime throw is irrelevant, right? Will Levis 50 plus yards in the air down the seam to Traylon Burks. Great throw. Incredible throw. Maybe one of his best of the season dropped. Doesn't matter. It's an incompletion, right? And I did see uh, a comment here too, um, that uh, JR says Vrabel came in to an elite team. I don't think elite it was elite. Is crazy. Elite is, is a stretch. But he did take over a playoff team that won a playoff game. That is true. And the goal was to maximize the opportunity. And Marcus Mariota, Mariota was not maximized. We don't need to go back that far in history. But they fell on their faces uh, after that core kind of ran its course. And John Robinson was unable to replenish the cupboard. Yeah, no, I, I just can't believe he, he thinks that Vrabel walked no. into an elite team. I, I they mean, walked into a nine and seven team that won a playoff game in incredible fashion on the road in Kansas City and got blown out in New England the week before. Now, and look, they had some great, they've had a lot of great moments under Vrabel. He said it's been great, but it's been frustrating the last year and a half to two years. There's no way he inherited an elite team, but he no. did inherit a winning team. Yes. Yeah, a winning team and an elite team is a little different, though. 
You know, you know, and Very I think we both agree on that. And the chat also agrees. Elite's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, you know, yeah. He, he, he walked into a team. This doesn't happen often in the NFL. He walked into a team that had just won a playoff game in the season before he was hired, which is a, you know, a good scenario to walk into what he did with that. He made them better and his hires made them better. Arthur Smith made them better. The personnel they brought in Delaney Walker, um, you know, so the, the defensive line that, you know, the defense in general, A.J. Brown, all those, the offense, Roger Staffold, a bunch of those guys made them, they they, they helped go from good to great. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to buy into the elite thing. All right. Uh, before we move on here, because I do have my, <clears throat> excuse me, I have my five biggest mistakes that Mike Vrabel has made this Titan season. Uh, so we're going to have some fun with that. The five biggest mistakes that Mike Vrabel has made this Titan season. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> but first, uh, our our title of the show is Mike Vrabel squashes NFL rumors about Titans, but who will actually listen? And so as Jack and I and most of the chat has a high belief level that Vrabel wants to be with the Titans, uh, the rumors, in my opinion, will not stop because I don't think any of these people who have been uh, behind the running and flying of these Vrabel rumors will truly listen because of where their agenda is and their agenda is with the new England Patriots. So I, I don't think they are going to listen. I don't think these rumors are going to die. Timmy said, there's no way these rumors die. Uh, and I, I kind of do agree with Timmy. They're not going to die because people aren't going to be listening to what Mike Vrabel says they're going to continue to listen to their sources around the league and in New England to fuel all this stuff up. Jack, what do you think? Oh, sorry. I thought we had a video coming. Um, yeah, no, look, I agree. And it's, it's just a tough time of the year to be a fan of a team that's losing with the, the coaching carousel about to really get underway and start spinning. Um, so I, I just think Titans fans, there's going to be some frustration and, uh, rightfully so, because of the way this team's performed. Vrabel has a chance to go out there on Sunday and prove to everybody that he wants to be here by, you know, putting together a solid game plan against against the Jaguars and um, and ruining their season in the process, while also maybe giving Derrick Henry the best parting gift of all, which is a win on his way out. Um, so it, it, while, while it is tough now, I think Vrabel can really slam the door shut on some of these rumors. Like if, if the Titans come out and lay an egg, against the, the Jags, who haven't beaten anybody hardly over the last month and a half, besides the Panthers, then I, I think those rumors are going to pick up steam, and rightfully so. Uh, but even if the Titans lose a close game, I, I think that that says mm -hmm. a lot about Vrabel wanting to stick around, so we'll see. All right, so real quick before I move on, Trey says, uh, if I was Amy Armstrong, call the Chargers and see what they'd get for Vrabel. He would thrive there, but has to be the right price. Um, and then Andre, another super chat says they were both what we needed. The Titans needed at the time is in Tannehill and Vrabel. Neither seems capable of carrying the team in the time of dire need. Vrabel looks lost. Sometimes it's just time. But, yeah, I, and, I, but coaches, but, coaches don't carry coaches can't carry good team or like average teams. Like, like that's, you can't put the coach out there and say, Hey, you know what? Go throw it, go throw to Mike Vrabel in the end zone. He'll catch it. Like it, you can only work with the personnel in front of you. And, you know, there's been some great, like, you know, Andy Reid in Philadelphia had some down years. Bill Belichick's, you know, not capable of carrying the New England Patriots. Coaches aren't supposed to carry rosters in the NFL. You know, the X's and O's are important, but it's the Jimmys and Joes that win football games at this level. So, I, you know, Mike Vrabel not being able to carry the Titans, I don't know how much I'm willing to get onto him for that. All right, Jack, I've got Mike Vrabel's five biggest mistakes of 2023 but first i tell you guys all about our friends at krebs kubota middle tennessee's preferred equipment provider an elite kubota dealer across the mid-state elite kubota dealer means they have the best equipment in the industry the best warranties in the industry the best customer service with the kubota family brand and name to get you the equipment that you need for your projects around your property your home uh, big or small, Krebs Kubota can take care of it for you and help you uh, get there. Three locations across Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. You can always find them and their deals and what they have in stock online at KrebsKubota.com. BetMGM.com is the perfect place to get some skin in the game. The Preds are hot. 
the NFL's in their final week of the season. There's a lot of teams that have given up. If you can find an edge out there, go ahead and download BetMGM. Use our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Plug that thing in. You'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. But I know you're going to. But even if you don't, $1,500 in bonus bets is an incredible offer. Download BetMGM. Take advantage of this offer by plugging in our bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right. So, Jack, I'm going to go through my five biggest mistakes that Mike Vrabel has made this season, right? This is inclu- this is not just 2023, but includes offseason into this season. The five biggest mistakes, and we start with drum roll number five. It is putting in Malik Willis after Will Levis's first first down in his first start against the Falcons, which led to the fumble that gave the Falcons a 3-0 lead. Jack, how do you feel about this being number five? Oh, man. That was uh, that made me want to put my head through a wall when it happened, Austin. <laughs> Levis was in a nice rhythm. I, I mean, I, I like that it's at number five because it like didn't cost them a game, but it was just one of those decisions where you're like, what the hell are we doing? Why do we look like a high school football team right now? Right. For sure. And just so I can be clear, uh, you know, this is Mike Vrabel decisions. This is not like, see, this is actually kind of hard because I, I, when I was doing this, I was like, Mike Vrabel honestly hasn't made that many individual egregious mistakes this season. It's mostly been the personnel. Uh, some of those are Vrabel's fault. Some of them are not. So uh, putting in Malik Willis uh, in that Atlanta game is Mike Vrabel's mistake. Biggest mistake, number five. Number four, not firing Craig Aukerman as special teams coordinator after the London punt return debacle. So, Jack, we've I've been very vocal about this. Craig Aukerman, I don't know what he did for a few years as special teams coordinator, but when Kyle Phillips muffed that punt with one second left in London before halftime, they gave the Ravens an extra field goal, and he was not let go in that moment. That was a mistake from Vrabel because what happened is the Titans lost a game uh, against the Colts in which they got back-to-back punts blocked. Ryan Stonehouse tore his knee up, and one of those punts blocked was the same way it got blocked week one against the New Orleans Saints. So mistake number four is not firing Craig Aukerman after the London punt return debacle. How do you feel, Jack? I mean, Aukerman was stealing money from the Titans over the last three years. Uh, like there was, there's been no positives coming out of special teams outside of finding Nick Folk and you know Randy Bullock making uh, you know eighty percent of his field goals, which is just average. But we as Titans fans think that that's elite. Um, so yeah, Craig Aukerman, um, one of the biggest villains of the Titans twenty twenty three season without a doubt for what happened to Ryan Stonehouse. Um, that that all falls on Aukerman in my opinion. All right, uh, mistake number four was Ackerman not getting let go after Kyle Phillips. We'd still have Ryan Stonehouse kicking punts uh, if that would be the case. And maybe the Titans are still alive because if they win that Colts game, uh, who knows how that season would continue to play out. Mistake number three, burning the bridge for David Long to resign in the offseason. He called him a repeat offender. David Long said he wanted to be back. David Long signs a very team-friendly deal, similar money, to Aziz Alshire in Miami and has had a hell of a year for the Miami Dolphins. And Mike Vrabel burned the bridge for David Long to return. I don't think Aziz was a mistake, but I think an Aziz, David Long, inside linebacker tandem wow, pretty, pretty good for this Titans defense. Do you remember how shocked all of us were when we saw that David Long Jr. signed a two-year deal for $11 million? Mm-hmm. That is you find that money under your couch if you're an NFL football team. Two years for $11 million is chump change. And now he leads Miami in tackles. He's been a very key in what is starting to look like one of the better defenses in the NFL. Yeah, so instead of having Aziz and uh, Long there, it was Jack Gibbons a lot of time. And then uh, some, you know, Monty Rice gone. Look, there's been some, there's been mistakes, right? I don't think Tier Tart, uh, situation was a Mike Vrabel problem. I think I said T.R. Tart problem. I also think it's a Monty Rice problem, not a Mike Vrabel problem uh, with that. So yeah. uh, mistake like, them. Good. I, I was going to say, I like Jack Gibbons, but he's no difference maker. David Long no. Jr. was a difference maker ever since he broke onto the scene in that playoff game against Baltimore. That's right. That's right. So, Jack, mistake number three, burning the bridge for David Long to return. 
Mistake number two, and I really had to think, is this number one or is this number two? But ruining Santa Claus <laughs> during a live press conference is so bad, we have to play it. Mike, there's been a lot of, I guess, stuff on social media, reports from outside that say, you know, talk about your relationship with Rand, your, uh, you know, perceived unhappiness or whatever here. Do you have to address those types of things with the players? Because most guys, most players are on social media and whatnot today. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I don't because, again, if we believed everything that was on social media, you know, we'd, it'd be Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and there's no Tooth Fairy and all that. So, um, That's not good, Jack, because uh, a lot of places, school is not back in session yet after the holidays. And Mike Vrabel could have just ruined some young Titans fans' hopes and, and, and childhood innocence by saying, look, there's no Santa Claus. But on top of that, the Easter Bunny in April, not real. Whenever you start losing your teeth, Tooth Fairy's not doing it. Hey, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty egregious error there from Mike Vrabel. That's the number two mistake. What do you think? Parents around Tennessee are going to have to get their kids off their iPads for Mike Vrabel press conferences now. It needs to come with a warning. Like 13 plus can only watch Mike Vrabel's press conferences. They need something needs to be done. This 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 was a this was an egregious error from Mike Vrabel. Yes, f bomb the day before and killing off Santa Claus uh, the next day. But the number one mistake that Mike Vrabel has made uh, that's worse than ruining Santa Claus is believing that Andre Dillard could be a starting left tackle in the NFL. That Andre Dillard's performance at left tackle is worse than potentially ruining Santa Claus for kids around Titans fans. Uh, Andre Dillard is a complete abomination, uh, and uh, that is by far the worst mistake that Mike Vrabel has made all season. Yeah, you're not going to get any pushback from me on number one. That was that was disastrous, and you know, it's kind of a it's like a good deal for a starting left tackle in the league. But now we're seeing why um, he was benched in Philadelphia. He couldn't even find time on the right side of the offensive line over there. He doesn't have that dog in him. He it was a it was it's a black eye that the Titans should be lucky hasn't ruined. Will Levis permanently. Like, like, seriously, Will Levis could have picked up a big-time knee injury, shoulder injury, head injury, whatever it may be, just playing behind Andre Dillard. They're about to finish the season without any major disaster happening to their starting quarterback or either of their running backs. So for that, we have to be grateful. And Rand Carthon, man, you got to get the left tackle position right. got to get yep. it fixed this offseason. And to clear things up, uh, the reports and the discussion around Andre Dillard was – Mike Vrabel was the one who believed that Andre Dillard was worth the contract in free agency, not a Rand Carthon guy. Where Aziz, Brunskill, those 49ers connections guys, maybe even Arden Key, felt like more of a Rand Carthon ad. Uh, Andre Dillard was a Mike Vrabel ad, so that puts him squarely. The biggest mistake Vrabel made this year was believing that Andre Dillard could be a starting left tackle in the NFL. All right, so Jack... Uh, do you want to grade my list quickly? I loved your list. I thought I thought you hit everything you needed to. Uh, I I'd give that list an A plus. I, I think you. that not not only did you have five huge mistakes on there, but I thought that they were properly ranked. So I got a a tip of the hat to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Ryan Tannehill playing bad is not a Mike Vrabel mistake. That's just Ryan Tannehill playing bad for for the people that were surprised that Vrabel was not on there. Oh, like Hayden says, like the show. Uh, there are a couple Titans players that can make some money uh, on Sunday. Uh, we want to know which one you think could is most likely to make their money. But first, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where you should turn for all of your health coverage needs. FBHP.com slash ATOZ is the website to get started to get your new health coverage plan in the new year. Uh, plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans, who's been serving Tennesseans across the entire state for over 75 years partnerships with the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Vols, other colleges around the state, and also high schools and other communities, uh, investing in those communities across the entire state as well. Over 200 locations. It's so easy to get started with Farm Bureau Health Plans. So get there at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. 
It's also very easy to get started with BetMGM. In fact, all you have to do is sign up, use our bonus code A to Z Sports, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. A lot of action in college basketball tonight. A lot of action this weekend uh, at the NFL level. And, you know, the college football game on Monday that everybody's going to be watching after what an incredible semifinal we had this past weekend. So get some skin in the game and do it with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download BetMGM, plug in our promo code ATOZ Sports. You'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee, only new customer offer, all promotions, subject qualification, over requirements, first online room money wager. Only rewards issued in knowledge bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem getting support, go to Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. All right. A couple of Titans players have uh, – you got some? I will say, this This okay. could have made the list. This this is an honorable mention entry right here. Okay. Malik Willis at QB2 to start the season. I know Will Levis got hurt in training camp, yeah. which was hard to which was hard to give him the nod over Malik, who had NFL experience, but um, could be honorable mention there. Uh, I just think that's a decision that makes sense because of what you – the injury to Levis – made that, you know, uh, an easy common sense thing for uh, Malik to be QB2 until something needed to change because they had a chance to play Malik after Tannehill could not start and they went with Levis. So that kind of tells you everything uh, right there. But um, a couple Titans players have an opportunity to cash in. Who is more likely to cash in on a bonus this Sunday? DeAndre Hopkins, Arden Key, both or neither? Here's Arden Key's incentives, and Sam's got this up on a to zsports.com. For uh, recording eight, eight to eight and a half sacks in a season, Key gets a half a million dollars. It increases to uh, qu- three quarters of a million uh, for nine to nine and a half sacks and one million for 10 plus sacks. Arden Key currently has six sacks on the year, and man, how much easier would this be for Arden Key to get another half a million bucks if the Derek Carr strip sack in week one was actually ruled properly and not an incomplete pass. So Arden Key would need two sacks on Sunday versus his old team, the Jags, to get a half million bucks. And here's DeAndre Hopkins, who's already got a million and a half dollars on his bonuses, so half of them so far. Uh, So Hopkins could get more money. So he can earn an additional 750K by bringing in um, seven catches individually for another 250. 39 yards on Sunday would get another 250. And if Dehop scores two touchdowns, he would get a third $250,000. So a potential of uh, three quarters of a million dollars on the line for Dehop. Jack, which of these two guys do you think is uh, uh, going to get this? And, or, you know, both. Yeah, you know, I I think D Hop's the obvious answer here. Will Key get it against his former team? He needs two sacks. Hasn't had two sacks in a game at all this season, so it's going to be tough. And you know, unlike on offense, you can't really script sacks for a guy on the defensive line, right? You, you can't really build that into your game plan. It's going to have to be Arden Key going out there and beating his guy. And the other the other side with Arden Key is that. You would think there's there's a lot of motivation heading into Jacksonville with the money on the line, but I don't believe that motivation has ever been an issue for Arden Key. He's in there getting the team fired up before the games. He's big time rah rah guy. I think he's motivated every Sunday. I don't think that there's, uh, you know, I understand he's going to want to beat the Jags more and want to have a better game against the Jags more because he played there, but I think Arden Key's fired up all the time. So I don't know that that's going to give him an extra edge like it might for other guys who maybe are lacking in motivation at times. DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of the coin, the Titans can script this for him. And DeAndre Hopkins, he's had a a great season on a Titans team that hasn't thrown the ball very well. I think that this is the perfect time to reward him. He needs seven catches, 39 yards, and two touchdowns. The two touchdowns uh, is probably more of a luck thing at this point. And and who knows if the Titans can even score two touchdowns on Sunday. Um, especially with the questions at quarterback that are going on right now. But I would, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Mike Vrabel says, Hey, you know, let's, let's keep D hop happy. We want to keep this guy happy. We want to reward him for what he's done. He's been helpful to Will Levis. He's been a, you know, a key veteran in that wide receiver room that a lot of people are comfortable in going to. He's a leader in the locker room. Sam Phelan talks about all the time after losses, just how hard D hop takes it. He wants this thing to work in Tennessee. So I think Mike Vrabel shows him some love. 
says Tim, hey, let, let, maybe a couple screens to D Hop early in this one, get him going, um, maybe chip away at that receptions number, and, and then hopefully the two touchdowns come after it. But I think that D Hop's obviously the easy answer here, and I do believe that the Titans will make an effort for D Hop on Sunday, especially you know, kind of a quiet into the season outside of last mm-hmm. week's big game. But so, um, I, I'm hoping Arden Key gets there. I just don't. I just don't believe that he will. So D Hop can get three individual numbers, right? If he gets 39 yards but not seven catches, he still gets the the 250k for the 39 right. yards, right? And vice versa. Uh, um, but so I honestly, I kind of feel like D Hop's likeliness of getting a half a million, so two of the three, and Arden Key's likeliness of getting two sacks for a half million are pretty similar. Because Jack, do you know how many games this season DeAndre Hopkins has caught seven or more passes in a game? They've played sixteen. Three. So how many? T- three, three, four, four, four. And one of them was Houston, like last week. He had yeah. seven for seventy-two. But four times he has caught seven or more passes. The Titans, by the way, are one and three in those four games. So twenty-five percent chance DeAndre Hopkins can get seven catches in a game. I feel like pretty. I feel pretty good about the thirty-nine yards, uh, but I think um, I think the max the Titans are going to be docked here for incentive pay is a million because I don't think D Hop's getting two touchdowns, and I think they. I think he potentially could get the two sacks, and D Hop would max out at a half a million. So that's that's kind of what I expect uh, in this game on Sunday. Yeah, for for the people in the chat with BetMGM, wouldn't be a bad idea to place a little same game parlay on Arden Key to get a sack and D Hop's yeah. over on catches. Uh, could could be a fun and profitable Sunday for many. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Andre has a super chat that we'll send to the Magic Bucket. Side note, Burks has had the worst uh, first two-year numbers in every wide receiver taken in the first three rounds by the Titans since 2010. Even DGB and Tajay Sharp was, or Burks is DGB 2.0, even Tajay Sharp was better. Look. Them's the numbers, right? Uh, Traylon Burks has a lot to prove. Uh, I'm not going to hate on that comment at all. Uh, but, Jack, it is now time for the Magic Bucket. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Let's do it. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. Our great friends make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see them in Lebanon or online at Wilson County Hyundai for your new ride. Uh, Jack. Uh, you will get makeup next week. Is that right? That's right. I missed last week. Was feeling under the weather. Still, still dealing with some some head cold nonsense. I feel like everybody is though, so I'm not going to throw a pity party for myself. But yeah, we'll get the makeup on next week. I've already got a plan in place. Um, I'm going to get a little rundown here soon. So the makeup's happening. But okay, the makeup is happening. So um, this is for Jack. <laughs> No, don't laugh. This is so appropriate. So appropriate for today's conversation. Jack, you have to dress up as Santa Claus for an entire show. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Some brutal... Ma- I see, I hate... Mm, I knew this would happen. I come up with the diabolical magic bucket items, and then I have to do them all. This is this is not good. Santa, uh, huh? Yeah. Okay, all right. I got to go get some material. Party City, here I come. Yeah, hey, probably gonna be a pretty cheap deal this time of year. Well, yeah, I would imagine so since Christmas was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, this is for me, and this involves your uh clock. So, if you want to get uh your clock out for a timer, I have okay. to name as many oh, Super Bowl MVPs as I can in 30 seconds. Oh, that's fun. Okay, 30 seconds. Let me know. MVPs. I'll start the clock on the first person you name. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Dexter Jackson. um, uh, I said Mahomes. uh, Nick Foles. Um, 10 seconds, Joe, Mon- Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, 12. 
Very good. Were they correct? Uh, you know, the Dexter I named Jackson 12 won. People. I'm not sure. You did. Dexter and, uh, Jackson I, won the 2002 Bucks Super Bowl. Okay. Um, you know, I was surprised you didn't really go recent. You, you kind of went throwback. I, well, I started recent, and then I hit a wall. And then I was like, I just need to go name the throwback obvious ones. Yeah, Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben. Did, did Big Ben ever? It doesn't look like he ever won one. Uh-uh. Um, so I guess we'll have to occupy because San, San Antonio Holmes won that. Yeah. Um, with his big game and big catch in the back of the end zone, and Heinz Ward also won the Super Bowl MVP. Big Ben. Uh, no, man, so, that stinks. Did two receivers? Did Bradshaw win one? Bradshaw did win one. Um, let okay. me go ahead and pull up. Which year it was? Ooh, yeah, here we go. Okay, uh, he won two actually. Yeah, because the Steelers won four in five years right there, and so I knew I just named. I knew he had to have one, right? Um, yeah, thirteen and fourteen, he won. Who he else won did I mention that we needed to fact check? I said the three Cowboys triplets. I don't think all three of them won an MVP, but I, I just wanted to cover my bases. I don't, I don't think Michael Irvin. Irvin. I don't know. He didn't win one. In fact, it was Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith for Dallas. And then you had Larry Brown, the cornerback with two picks in the Super Bowl. All right. So I got, now I'm down to 10 correct. So I don't think there's anybody else. I said Steve Young, Jerry, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. Did they all get one? Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and Joe Montana all got one. Yes. All three. Correct. So I got 10 out of 12. Name 12 guys, miss two. That's very that, that's very good. And you started slow, kind of. You really you probably named eight dudes in the last ten seconds. Yeah, I just started kind of going shotgun. Yeah, you went you went rapid, rapid fire. fire. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, to just watch. try to spray it. Oh man, that uh, was that Scott was says fun. Franco Harris. Franco Harris won one. Um, Edelman, I believe, also won one. Yes, he did. I mean, Kurt there's Warner I mean, there's won. obviously so many that I didn't name, but like that's uh on the spot. That's not easy. Uh, but hey, no. that was fun. Good All right, job. so Jack, uh, you have a decision to make. You can either do makeup next Thursday or do Santa next Thursday. Whichever you don't do next Thursday, you do the next Thursday. How about so this? That, you can decide that on your own time. What if I did yeah. Santa on Elway? Damn it, Cheryl Davis. What if I did? What if I did Santa and brought the blush out on the cheeks, some rosy North Pole cheeks? What do you think? I'm down with that. Because that could that be a two for one? That could be a two for one. I like that. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, missed Favre. That was uh, uh look. There's so many that I just am gonna go back and be like, dang it, oh, so close. Anyway, that'll be it for us. Make sure you guys like the show. We need more likes on the show always on Facebook and on YouTube. More people watch and hit that like button. So please hit that like button in 2024. Make it your New Year's resolution. But uh, Buck will be live later today. He's got six one five sessions uh, today. Apparently, uh, schedule change on that. But he'll also have prime time later tonight. So live on these same channels, but make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel on your way out. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Friday. Appreciate it.